The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Monday, October 10th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news on a commercial-free Monday made possible when you support the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. It may be all over for Samsung phones. The company says it's now stopped making replacements for the Galaxy Note 7 released last month and then recalled because scores of the phones had exploded or burst into flames. Production stopped after reports that even the replacement phones were catching fire. One of those phones forced the evacuation of a Southwest Airlines flight last week. Now all airlines have banned the Galaxy phones and AT&T and Sprint have stopped selling them. Donald Trump performed well in last night's debate. For Donald Trump, he did better than expected. He was certainly better prepared than in his first debate with Hillary Clinton. He certainly fired up his voter base again. But in the shadow of a new Trump scandal, the most shocking to date, he did not and perhaps could not win that debate. A CNN poll gave the win to Clinton, 57% to Trump's 34%. Clinton won by using a technique employed by Trump running mate Mike Pence in the vice presidential debate, pivoting away from questions and accusations and on to other topics. Trump's body language was occasionally childish, but more often intimidating as he loomed behind Clinton when it was her turn to answer questions. Trump dismissed the now famous Access Hollywood recording as locker room talk and threatened, Banana Republic style, to throw his opponent in jail if elected. In a more level-headed moment, Trump promised to appoint a special prosecutor, if elected, to investigate Clinton's emails. Clinton pointed to the threats and Trump's sexual assault comments as more proof he's unfit to be president. She said the sex talk tape shows exactly who Trump is. In a debate filled with awkward moments, the most surprising was Trump's dismissal of a comment about Syria made by his own running mate, Mike Pence. Pence had said the U.S. should be prepared to use military force in Syria, Asked about that, Trump said, he and I haven't spoken and I disagree. Trump did seem to admit at one point that he has not paid federal income taxes in years, thanks to a near billion dollar loss he declared in 1995. The debate opened with the candidates not shaking hands as debaters normally do. They did shake hands at the end. It was a surreal weekend that led up to that debate and one that may have dealt a death blow to Trump's presidential hopes. Trump says you're a self-righteous hypocrite if you're shocked that he bragged about sexually assaulting married women just months after he had married Melania. I did try an effort. She was married, Trump says on the videotape that hit like a second hurricane on Friday. Married to Melania just eight months, Trump told TV guy Billy Bush, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. I don't wait. And when you're a star, added Trump, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. The Trump campaign, already hurting from Trump's first debate with Clinton, fell silent when the tape was obtained and shared by the Washington Post. And Trump eventually broke the silence with a sorry to those offended, but as an apology, that comment was widely rejected. Running mate Mike Pence hasn't condemned Trump's comment, but he said he could neither defend nor condone it. Pence did, though, cancel several eminent campaign appearances he had on tap. After the debate, Pence appeared to be mending fences with Trump, tweeting, Proud to stand with you. Trump's wife Melania had issued a statement calling her husband's 2005 remarks offensive and unacceptable. But she didn't condemn his behavior and went on to say she's accepted his apology and urged people to focus on the important issues facing our nation and the world. 
Trump himself later offered a second apology, adding that the tape doesn't reveal the real him. I said it, I was wrong, and I apologize, were the words he squeezed in alongside never pretending to be someone he isn't and attacking the Clintons and their supporters as hypocrites. Trump said the campaign has changed him for the better, but he called the tape a distraction from the real issues. The revelations kept coming, though. A producer for Celebrity Apprentice said there's so much more tape and so much worse. And then someone turned up a recording of Trump on the Howard Stern Show in 2006, just over a year into his marriage to Melania, answering, absolutely, when Howard asked if at age 70 he could, quote, be banging 24-year-olds. Trump also told Stern it's okay to call his daughter Ivanka a piece of ass. There have been reports there'll be more such bombshells between now and Election Day. We still haven't seen Trump's tax returns, but we know more than we wished about his views on women and sex. By Friday evening, elected Republicans were jumping ship, many taking back their endorsements of Trump, and nearly two dozen others calling on him to bow out of the race, including former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Republicans running for re-election or election in less than a month were in a tough spot. In close races, their chances might suffer if their opponents tie them to Donald Trump. Republican National Committee Chairman Reince Priebus soundly condemned Trump's remarks but didn't ask Trump to bow out. Priebus did cancel his scheduled appearances on CBS's Face the Nation and ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos. There were reports the committee's lawyers were looking into ways to replace the party's nominee this close to the election. By Saturday, Trump was swearing he'd stay in the race and show up for Sunday night's debate, still pledging to go after the Clintons' marriage. Trump campaign manager Kellyanne Conway canceled her scheduled appearance on Fox News Sunday. The campaign sent former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani to the Sunday political talk shows instead. Giuliani defended Trump's comments as long ago and not when he was running for public office. On Sunday morning, heading into that debate, Trump called critics of his comments self-righteous hypocrites. And he made the politically dangerous move of attacking the Clintons with rape accusations that were made but never substantiated against Bill Clinton many more years ago. On a related note, NBC has suspended indefinitely new fourth-hour anchor and Today Show contributor Billy Bush, who had encouraged Trump's sexually aggressive comments on that tape nearly 11 years ago. The hurricane that had millions in terror Friday morning is still a dangerous storm, but it's been downgraded to a cyclone. The storm certainly created a major disaster, killing 19 people from Florida through Georgia and into the Carolinas before moving out to sea for now. But it's leaving even more flooding in its wake. Now in North Carolina, where thousands were trapped in their homes and cars, the floodwaters are poisoned with automotive chemicals, fertilizers, and sewage. Homes along the coast down to northeast Florida were completely destroyed. And Matthew may return to Florida as it makes a turn in the Atlantic. It's expected to continue to weaken, but it could return as a tropical storm. Matthew, the most powerful hurricane to hit Haiti in 52 years, hit there first, nearly a week ago, killing a 1,000 people. 350,000 people there are in need, and President Obama's urged the rest of us to give generously through the Red Cross and other charities. Over a dozen Haitians have died since of cholera, and many others have caught it as the aid begins to arrive, and the country spends this three days in mourning for those who were killed. Hurricane or not, but true to his party, Republican Florida Governor Rick Scott is refusing to push back the state's voter registration deadline. One and a half million Floridians were chased from their homes by Hurricane Matthew, a storm Governor Scott warned would kill them. 
Parts of Florida remain under a state of emergency. Many of the million-plus evacuated are low-income and therefore likely Democratic voters in a swing state in what has been a close presidential race. Many still won't be back in their homes when voter registration ends tomorrow as originally scheduled. The Clinton campaign asked Governor Scott for an extension. He refused, saying people had a lot of time to register. Scott had been warning people nearly a week ago to prepare to evacuate. The latest in their war of words, the U.S. is officially accusing Russia of trying to influence the outcome of this presidential race. The U.S. has confirmed it is Russia hacking into the campaign websites of both Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party, as well as the email of Democratic lawmakers and servers containing voter information in a dozen U.S. states. The FBI is continuing its investigations and believes Russia is at least directing the hacks, if not conducting them directly. The Department of Homeland Security is offering all states cybersecurity help. Clinton campaign manager John Podesta is not happy about being hacked by the Russians, quoting him in their quest to throw the election to Trump. Podesta's talking about the leak of his emails that contain quotes from speeches Clinton made privately to bankers for a fee. These are private, highly paid speeches Clinton has failed to make public after accusations from Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump that she's too cozy with Wall Street. One excerpt has her pledging to Brazilian bankers open trade and open borders sometime in the future. Publicly, after scrutiny from Bernie Sanders, Clinton now says she'll be more critical of foreign trade deals. As with previous Russian hacks, the stolen emails were subsequently published by WikiLeaks. Clinton had to face that issue as well in last night's debate. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Another train wreck in New York has left 29 people injured and shut down a popular commuter line. A Long Island Railroad train derailed Saturday night after it struck a work train that was stopped on the tracks. The work train, apparently in a place it should not have been, burst into flames on impact. There were about 600 people on that train at the time. 11 people were taken to hospitals. None had life-threatening injuries. A burst of automatic gunfire, 10 rounds, maybe 20, in a usually quiet neighborhood in Palm Springs, California. The street was closed, filled with cop cars and ambulances. The neighbors had been told to shelter in place. Two officers had been killed, responding to a domestic disturbance. Another officer was wounded in a 12-hour standoff, in which the suspect was arrested, captured alive. He's John Felix, reportedly with ties to Latino gang activity in the area. He's already done four years on a gun assault charge. The neighbor who'd called 911 warned that the gunman was ready to, quote, shoot all police. One of the dead officers was the mother of a four-month-old baby. The other was a 35-year veteran who was three months shy of retirement. Quoting the Palm Springs police chief, they gave their all for you. School could be crazy in Chicago tomorrow if the teachers and the mayor don't reach a deal today. The schools will be open tomorrow, but teachers say they won't be there if they don't get a contract that includes raises, enforced limits on class size, and more money for classroom supplies. And they want that with no cuts in their pay or benefits in a three-year deal. The cities offer them a four-year deal with raises only in the first year plus cuts to their pensions. The teachers say they'd lose ground under that deal. The union says it's been offering ideas to help work this out. Here's your weekly Fandango movie roundup. Girl on the Train was the big movie over the weekend, selling nearly $25 million worth of tickets for its premiere in North America. 
even with a hurricane threatening the southeastern U.S. The audience for Miss Pellegrine fell by half to land in second place this week at 15 million. Deepwater Horizon was third at just under 12 million. The Magnificent Seven was fourth at 9 million. Storks was fifth with nearly 8.5 million. Ticket sales, like the quality of movies just before the holiday season, are low. That'll all change as more blockbusters premiere around Thanksgiving and take us through the holidays. For your local theaters and showtimes, previews, tickets, and so much more, and to support this free news, please use and bookmark the Fandango link you'll find at buzzburbank.com. From our I Didn't Know They Did department, starting now, U.S. athletes don't have to pay federal taxes on the medals and awards they win at the Olympics. That includes this year's winners at the Summer Games in Rio and those who participated this year and in the future in the Paralympics. Not included in that exemption is Michael Phelps and any other athlete who already makes over a million bucks a year. On Friday, the president signed the Appreciation for Olympians Act passed last month by both the House and the Senate. Today is a federal holiday. The banks are closed and there is no mail on the second Monday in October in honor of the wrong guy for the wrong reasons. It's Columbus Day, adjusted for the Monday Holiday Act, the day Christopher Columbus discovered America. Never mind, it had already been found by others, many of whom were born here. Never mind that Columbus came here to get rich, and when word got out, others followed, pushing Native Americans out of the way. Oregon, Hawaii, and Alaska have never honored Columbus Day, and across the country, fewer places are. This year, Phoenix joined Seattle, Minneapolis, Denver, and 21 other cities in making this day Indigenous Peoples Day. It's Indigenous Peoples Day in Vermont and South Dakota, which joins California and Nevada in also celebrating Native American Day in September. Last week, the Cincinnati City Council, sitting in a spot once roamed by the Shawnee people, rejected a proposal that would have added Cincinnati to the list of places honoring the people who were already here when Columbus and his friends arrived. And finally, no matter how odd you think you are, there's always someone or something even odder. On the University of Idaho campus, Brad Byers was driving a forklift at his day job when he spotted something odd, a rare two-headed snake. Now, maybe Brad can take that two-headed snake to his other job, swallowing swords in a sideshow. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening. And thank you for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comment. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.